0: Bless the Lord with me. Come on, sing it like. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the form of the highest praise given unto the Lord. We mm-hmm. bless the Lord with me. I will bless the Lord at all times. His word shall continually be in my mouth. I will bless the Lord and keep him forever in my spirit. Yes. But we do greet in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Pastor May J. H. Gilbert, mm-hmm. Sr., Hill Baptist Church. We're coming to you this morning at our 10 o'clock hour for our worship service. We just thank God for you joining us this morning. We thank God for another opportunity to be in the house of prayer. We thank God for our sabbaticals have having a little time off trying to get ourselves in the right perspective to be able to do that which God has assigned us to do. But we thank God for being here. Uh, we thank God for being right back in place, and we pray that he will continue to be able to be a blessing, to be able to be a blessing to someone else. So at this time, our, our scripture reading for this morning is first chapter of Acts, first chapter of Acts, verses 2 through 11, Acts first chapter, verses 2 through 11. Acts 1st chapter verses. Can yeah, you cut that on for me? Yes, fam. You plug up for I got menopause this moment. So. He yeah, 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 Turn it his way. Acts 1st chapter verses 2 to 11. Our scripture reads until the day in which he was taken up and after that he through the Holy Spirit ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after the passion by infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, and ye have heard of me." For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, and not many days hence. And when they therefore were come together, and they asked him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own hands, but ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost shall come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, and while they beheld, he was taken up in the cloud and received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly in into heaven, as he went up, and behold, two men stand in white apparel in which he said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing into heaven? This same Jesus, which was taken up unto heaven, shall come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. May the Lord bless the reading and hearing of his holy and his righteous word. You may be seated. You know, there is a lack of urgency within the church to evangelize the world and, and tell them about the goodness of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and 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 and, and we got to understand that's the charge that God has given to us as a church and and and, and, and we got to realize that Christ's return is totally dependent upon you and me it's totally dependent upon you and I he, he look at Matthew 24 he said that that uh, tell us when all of these things will happen and, and, and what is the sign of the coming of the end of the world they ask Jesus that He gave them a timeline of events that will happen that will precede his return. And and he goes on telling them, he said, take heed that no man shall deceive you. Many shall come in my name saying that I am the Christ. And and there shall be wars and rumors of wars. And and, and he said, see that ye not be troubled. Don't be disturbed by those wars coming. He said, for nation. Shall rise up in nation and, and kingdom shall rise up in kingdom and shall be famines and pestilences and shall be earthquakes and diverse places and then he said all of these are just the beginning of the sorrows. He he says the end is not yet. All of these are just the beginning of the sorrows. You know it's hard for us to realize that that all that we're going through today is what about the pandemic. Uh, what, what about uh, uh, the police shootings? and What about the uh, insurrectionists mobbing uh, the Capitol building? What about uh, uh, Ukraine? What, what what about our nation faced with nuclear war at this time? And and, and then Jesus, he, he puts the ownership on us. What will it take for Jesus' return to the earth? He said that until the gospel is preached unto all of the earth. He said that then shall the end come. See, So our urgency to be able to evangelize the world should be on us. We need to be about our father's business, doing what God has commissioned for you and I to do. So so our, our urgency to tell the world that Christ is returning is dependent upon you and me. We need to tell the world about the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We need to tell the world that in our Jerusalem, in our Judea, in our Samaria, in the uttermost parts of the world, let the world know that Jesus is coming again, but it depended upon you and I to do our work. Amen. He says that until the gospel is preached, Amen. evangelized throughout the whole world, then, end, the end, the end shall come. So today i I want to talk to you on the subject The church still standing. Church still standing and gazing. Still standing and looking. And I got a sub pick I said. What goes up must come down. Amen? What goes up must come down. Let us bow. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for this hour. Lord, we ask that you would touch your servant now with your finger of divine love. Give me the power and the authority I need to be able to preach, to be able to teach, and to show forth your word to your people this morning, what you have shown me in private, Lord. Give me the power now to reveal unto your people, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we praise you. If there's anything like sin around about your throne, we cast it away right now, sink it into the sea of forgetfulness, where it will never rise again. Lord, we ask that you would just now cover us with your blood. Lord, build us upon every we can lean in hand and help us to realize that all power is in your hand. Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we praise you. In Christ Jesus' name, let the household of faith say, "Amen." Amen. You know, twenty twenty, in twenty twenty-one, it's been tough on. That was a tough time these, these last two years, and and many of us will never forget what the church and what us as individuals had go through in these last two years. And twenty twenty-two don't seem to be what don't don't, don't seem to be any better, do it. You no, know, we, we've seen more revelation of the end times that, that the Bible has predicted in our generation than any other generation before us. I know we talk about 1948, about the freedom of the Jerusalem people forming them a nation. That was what? Step one. Step one was for Israel to come back as a nation. But what you and I have seen in these last few years, all of the signs and wonders that the world is going to show for the end time coming has already been seen. We have seen the wars in the room of the wars. We have seen pestilences. We have seen earthquakes. We have seen everything that brings in alignment for the coming again of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But what we have not seen is the urgency of the church. To crazy. be able to be a witness to the world, to evangelize the world. Let them know about the coming of our Lord and Savior, yes. Jesus Christ. Yes. You know, I, I, World War I was rough, One, oh, they? Oh, they thought that that was the end of the world, World War II. They thought that was the end of the world, Korean yes. conflict. They thought that that was it. Vietnam, now Afghanistan, Iraq, all of that aligns with what the Word of God is saying about the end times. But the end is not what? It's not yet, is it? Huh? storming of the Capitol to overthrow an election of the, uh, 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 seditionists in the United States of America. It, it, and then it encouraged the, uh, the president, the standing president of the United States, to be able to do some horrendous things. And, and this was mind boggling for us to see that in the United States of America. That's it? Huh? America has this history that, that we haven't always been squeaky clean, have we? We have not always been squeaky clean, but uh, but we are the most democratic nation there is in the world. So yes. we got to thank God for that. But the sad news is spiritually. The, the, the evangelical church during this time, when you're seeing all of this happening, my mother used to say they didn't say a, moment. a moment word. They ain't said a word. You ain't I'm seen the church uh, to herald the message of, of peace and joy and happiness and living. Into I said in Sunday school this morning, what about uh, helping our strangers and our foreigners and, and those that are around us that need help? God has always allowed the church to be able to receive those that are in need. Somehow we'll, we'll, we'll develop a new norm. Yes, we have. The new norm that we have within the church. And we somehow we'll switch gears and, and, and we'll become part of the problem instead of the solution. Amen. The church has always turned us back many times in history on justice in the world that we live in today. Sometimes the church was the source. Yeah. of injustices that we are in the world today what we are seeing you you, you can go to the church and, 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 and have people stoned look at the witch trials yeah. that were in Boston yeah. you know, we were hanging people, burning people alive the church was doing that yep. and we're supposed to be talking about justice right. but we come seem sometimes to be the major player in injustices in the world you know America has mm-hmm. been portrayed as the land of the free and the home of the brave Oh, I, I, I said we're the land of the free, but the home of the slave. Come on, man. We've we, 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 twisted this thing up. We as a nation, we've been so blinded by calling ourselves a Christian nation, we fail to reflect the things that a Christian's supposed to be doing. Yeah. Don't tell me who you are. Show me. me. Show me who you are. In saying that we're a Christian nation, but then we're silent. When it comes to the injustices and the things that the world is going through, now somehow we've become good camouflages. Oh, we you was in the army, you put camouflage on a on a vehicle so nobody knows what it looks like. <laughs> now the church, we've been camouflaging. So long, telling everybody that we're Christian because we don't look like. Don't tell me who you are, but I know what you look like. We look like we're masking uh, what the real uh, church supposed to be by becoming this political church yeah. that, that doesn't understand exactly what God has determined us to do. The camouflaging is, right. is still masking; is going on strong today. The church used to mask But we still mask them I ain't talking about putting masks on your face I'm talking about masking over What you are trying to portray to the world And people really see Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who you are And no church folk can't see Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm saying it then But I tell you The folk out in the world see They see us When we are saying one thing And what? Doing Doing another So we're masking the mass, what about mass racial injustice, racial segregation, discrimination, profiling. This United States has always, the land of the free has always thought that was the right thing to do. Come on, come on. That's hard on the thing. To see us being portrayed like that in America. You know, they're talking about critical race theory all of a sudden. One of my friends called me the other day, he said, we're trying to change the truth. They truly believe that that, that, that that telling people the truth about our own history is, 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 is destroying their heritage, their legacy. If it is, it is, if it ain't, it ain't, ain't. I know that's not proper English, but y'all understand what I'm saying? America cover has exposed, but still it wants to promote the fact that we are a Christian nation. But everything that we do... We said in Sunday school this morning, some of the folks, some of the, some of the churches, some of, some of America, some. it is a Christian nation, but the rest of us just go to church. Yeah. Hey, hey. Press up. Press up. Job, uh, am I helping anybody this yeah. morning? Yeah. Uh, until you really portray who you are in your heart,
1: mm-hmm. all of the
0: things that you do on the outside, folks don't. Look, you ain't fooling nobody, I ain't fooling nobody, ain't nobody fooling nobody. We've got to be able to be true to what we are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Y'all remember the story about uh, Sir Isaac Newton? He was sitting up under that apple tree one day and he just sitting there. And the apple tree has always been an apple tree. Apple tree, apples have always fallen from the tree. Mm-hmm. This was the first apple that fell from the tree. But he was there one day just looking and he finally realized what made the apple fall from the tree. Oh, wow. See, sometimes you gotta ask yourself, why are you doing certain things? Why did the apple fall from the tree? And, and he came up with this thing about gravity. Huh? Gravity. Gravity says that what goes up. Gotta come down, ain't it? And and, and and what, how you react and how you live is reflective about what will, what go up, go, what go out go it's going to come back in, and so we need to be careful about that. See, it's what keeps our earth intact. If it wasn't for gravity, we wouldn't have all of the earth rotating around the sun, some Something keeping that sun in space, something keeping the earth in space, something keeping the moon in space. So that's gravity. But the problem is, what keeps us as Christians? We need some spiritual gravity, eh? We need something to keep us grounded, something to keep us in the right perspective. You know, that, that, that's what we really need. So what Isaac Newton realized, we got a spiritual realize. See. Gravity is a law, ain't it? They call it the law of gravity. Yes. But there is also spiritual laws that you and I are subject to and we got to respect just as much as the law of gravity my, my. And, and, th- and then we have with the laws that God has put in us mm-hmm. so that we can be able to overcome the things in the world. Yes. And, and, and we got to do that. See, the thing about it is we got to understand that God is still in charge but we got to be able to believe that his spiritual laws are important for us. Amen. All right, let, let, let me give you a hypothetical situation. You don't believe in the law of gravity. Jump off this pulpit and you'll find out early that gravity is real, ain't it? Yep. But the spiritual laws is just as real just as well as the natural laws control everything around us, we got to be just as much concerned about the spiritual laws. The spiritual laws, when they're broken, all kinds of things can happen, ain't it? And and we got to understand that. But a law is not a law because we say it's the law. The law is a law because God, he ordained the law of gravity, but he also ordained the spiritual laws that you and I must know And to be able to live, God created all things so that we can be able to live in this world that we're in. The book of Acts, let's look at the book of Acts. The book of Acts, it is the uh, sequel to the gospel of Luke that, that he wrote. It continues the story of Jesus in the church after his ascension. And before Jesus ascended back into heaven, he appeared unto his disciples, and uh, for 40 days, in those 40 days, he appeared to women that were in the tomb, he appeared to his disciples that were on the way to Emmaus, and then he manifested himself to his apostles in that upper room on that great day of Pentecost, and, and there were more than 500 believers there that witnessed him. So these disciples and, and the believers, were witnesses until Christ's ministry, his death, his resurrection, and his ascension and his appearing. But they had heard and seen about the risen Christ. So but coming into our text this morning, after those 40 days, Jesus, his disciples, they had met out in Mount of Olives, and, and they were gathered together. And our text says, until the day that he was taken up, after that through the Holy Ghost, he was given commandments unto his apostles, whom he had chosen, to whom he showed himself alive in his passion of those infallible proofs and being seen for 40 days, speaking of things, pertaining to the kingdom of God. Is that what you've been teaching about for the last four weeks? I, don't uh, I, I I'm listening to you all. I, I, I ain't following pastors and minister uh, uh, Tinsley has talked to you about the kingdom of God. Yeah. But he said that, that for John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the what? Holy Ghost. Many days hence, and when therefore he came together, he asked them, they asked him, Lord, when will all of the time to restore again the kingdom of Israel? When will the kingdom of God be restored? I, I can see Jesus in there, poor Jesus. Has been with them boys all of this time, and somehow they just didn't get it. I mean sometimes Jesus well, on Facebook we said uh, SMH Jesus is just what he said boy I've been with them boys all of these time, and somehow they just don't get it, don't get it. how long have we been in church and we just don't, don't get it. we just don't get it you know this is like a, a, ba- a basketball player that he get in the game and all of a sudden the coach tell him it's time for you to go play so, and he said what's outside What's, what, what's, what, what's traveling? In order for the planning game, you got to know the rules, ain't it? So we need to understand what is God telling us, especially these 12, they should have known better. They are still having difficulty understanding this thing about the Messiah coming as a soldier, as a warring king to be able to free them. They could not shake that thing away from it. But the Amen. kingdom of God, Jesus says, not an earthly kingdom. Okay. It's not of this world. But he said that it reigns in every heart of every believer. Yes. It's a yes. spiritual thing. Yes. I said, just yes. as the physical laws handle gravity, the spiritual laws handle what you and I should understand. Somehow, after all of the teaching, he told his disciples that he spent with them, somehow they felt clueless about what was going on. Yes, they did. No, you can preach to folk until they, you know, yeah. the ills go deaf and they still right. sometimes what? Right. We, we don't get it. Yeah. And I ain't talking about you don't get it. We don't get it. Amen. Huh? We don't get it. We don't get it sometimes. So Jesus answers that question with some vagueness and a redirecting push. Our text says, he said unto them, it's not for you to know. Nah. Yeah. Ain't that a rough answer, wouldn't Yep. <laughs> you ask your mom and dad or something, they say it ain't for you to know. Nah. Yeah. What, what do we used to say? It's not for you to know, but you can find out or something. Nah, yeah. huh? nah. It's not for you to know. He said that oh, all the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. Jesus is telling them right now, that ain't none of your business. Nah. You need to take care of the task at hand. And still are you worry about when I'm coming back. I've given you marching orders for you to preach the gospel until the ends of the earth. And you send him. Looking up. Yeah. Come on, man. We in church today, we know what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. But instead of doing what you're supposed to be doing, you looking at what the deacon's supposed to be doing. Looking at what the pastor, looking at what the deacon is supposed to be doing. You need to be looking at what you yeah. right. you supposed to be doing. He said, this ain't none of your business when I return. (laughs) See, they they are not too busy to occupy themselves with questions Mm -hmm. rather than doing what God has told you to do. See, sometimes instead of us doing the work, we want to ask a whole lot of questions. And and Jesus said, it ain't none of your business. That's hard, ain't it? See, See, the thing is, a great example, that was a billboard on the expressway that told a date in the end of the world. And this pastor with his big, pinchy head upon that, he predicted that the world gonna come to an end. This man was convinced in his heart that the date and, and the time that he predicted of Christ's return, he thought it was going to be real. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, if God had not put the date under Jesus' authority, why would you think he put it up on some preacher just because he put I a billboard on the side man. of the highway saying Jesus is coming back? All of us know that, man. but he tried to put a date on it. <laughs> when that date didn't come, no, he said, uh, I, "I think it to be two weeks late." <laughs> do, do y'all remember the, the the big lie? They gonna overturn the election. Uh-huh. It was on May the second. It didn't happen May the second. It was gonna be on August the second. It didn't happen August the second, so it was gonna be on December the second. It didn't happen on December the second. There they didn't quit telling. Amen. See, if God did not put that time under Jesus, why would you think He put that time under us? You know, sometimes people want to let everybody know how much they know instead of just waiting on the Lord, ain't it? We need to be focused on other stuff. We need to be focused on how many people do not know who Jesus is? How many people are still living lost, living in their sin? How many people don't know about the goodness of the Lord? Tell people something that you know. It's trying to tell folks something that you don't know. know, The big lie. So this man and the rest of us, We're just as clueless about when Jesus is going to come back because he says in his word and tells us explicitly that when we preach and witness to the end of the world, the end, the end shall come. Jesus does this with his disciples. He tells them, but ye shall receive power, and after that the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the utmost the world. Don't worry about when I'm coming back. You need to be about your business doing witnessing and telling people about who Jesus is. Jesus had to get the disciples to focus on the task at hand. And remember when I told y'all this year, 2022 ain't about programs. And good to have a program, but that ain't what God charged us to do. He didn't charge us to have a program, uh, an anniversary. You know, somebody gonna get mad with me because I'm gonna say all of these church leaders, preachers, having an anniversaries. And the, and the world is in a mess. And the only thing we can focus on is, is our 25th anniversary. I'm preaching huh? If it had not been for the Lord, you wouldn't have had yeah. Huh? <laughs> we gotta put things in. He had to get those guys to look at things in the proper perspective. This is not a time for us to have programs anniversary, is it? and the Bible tells me that God told Israel, I hate your holy day. Yes, he did. He said I hate your said, program. He said right. God is not in it. I'm lifting up man, I'm lifting up a choir, I'm lifting up a, a minister, I'm lifting up a, a auxiliary, instead of lifting up Jesus. He, said that, he says to them that you ought to be witnesses, telling them what you have heard and what you have seen. See, the thing about the gospel, you don't have to make that up. I don't have to make it up. The Bible is explicit, telling me who Jesus is, what it is, what we should be doing, and the work that lays ahead of us. He said, they have seen the life in the ministry of Jesus. They have seen his sacrificial death and resurrection. And, and instead of telling everybody about that, they were wondering, when the end going to come? Yeah. Yeah. When, when are you going to do what you going to do, Jesus. Gonna do what you're gonna do. No. And Jesus said, when you do what you're gonna do? No. <laughs> <laughs> and ain't that fun? Right? No. I'm gonna do what I do when you do what you do. No. And when you do what you do, that's what's gonna usher there you go. in this, this this second coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus no. Christ. And remember, I told y'all, why don't we wait till Christmas time to say go tell it on the mountain? Don't tell it on the mountain over the hills and everywhere. Tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. That should be the message that we should be telling the world. Instead of worrying about programs and annual days and all of this other stuff that the church is going through, all of this pandemic, all of this, this, this coronavirus, all of this stuff we're going through, we should be urgent. We should have a urgency to let somebody know about the goodness of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yes. He rose to give us the victory. And he gave us a message to be able to tell somebody. So the disciples are to tell the message in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, in the uttermost parts of the world, fourfold ministry. Uh-huh. Hey, J- Jerusalem, get your church right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Judea, get your community right. Uh-huh. Samaria, tell the folk that don't even like you and to the uttermost ends of the world. We got work to do, church, and we ain't got time to be caught up into dealing with programs. See, you got this progression. He's telling us that how can you tell Judea if you haven't taken care of Jerusalem? Right. How are you going to take care of Samaria, your enemies that don't care nothing about you, when you got your community sitting there and in, in the community that don't even know the church in the community? Come on, man. Is your church being a road? Yeah, I've been down there. We ain't been down there yet. No, you don't even know the church in the community because the church is not reflecting anything that the community really needs to know about Jesus. Yeah. See, he said, "I, I, 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 I gotta throw this in here. I can't miss this." See, witnessing is just like going down to the creek and throwing a rock. And watches what? Skate across the creek, eh? Hey? It makes ripples. If the church would get offense, it. See, y'all almost made me say something there. Hey, look. Throw the rock. And, and let the rock make the ripples. Get the witness out there. And your witness will make ripples. And, and you, you don't know when they end, do you? Have you ever seen? I make it skip five times. Have you ever? I know somebody in here. Somebody that threw some rocks in the water and make them skip. They, they skip and make great ripples. And this is like the gospel message that we have for the world today. If we would only throw our rock, we'll see the effects. But all of a sudden, we have a church now that in a community. The, 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 the Judea doesn't even know that Jerusalem is even there because we have not witnessed the word of God enough for the community to know a difference huh? if you come down to Piney Hill you're going to get some preaching but if you go to Piney Hill we're going to have some good music if you go to Piney Hill oh well we lift up our pastor ain't nothing wrong with that but the problem is that's not our past, is it our task is to let the world know about the gospel message that will transform the world that we're in. So the gospel has got this rippling effect, but instead of throwing the rock so that we can see the ripples, we're still standing in what? Looking. Waiting for the pastor to do it. Waiting for the deacons to do it. Have y'all heard that? That's pastor's job. That's the deacon's job. Mm -hmm. No, that's trustee's job. That's deaconess' job. That's the usher's job. So I'm going to ask you today, if I had to heal, what's your job? 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 What you going (laughs) to do? Help the pastor, ain't it? Help the deaconess. Help the deaconess. Help the usher. Do something so that the kingdom of God can be advanced. Because we don't realize that what's going to come up? What went up? Look, going up, we're not accountable. But when he come down, he said we got to stand before the righteous judge, eh? And he's going to judge what you've done according to what he's given you. To one, one talent. To another, two talents but he's going to hold you accountable for what he has given you, ain't he? So after finishing his speaking to the disciples, he's taken up into a cloud and and, and he's getting ready to go out of sight. And all of a sudden Jesus entered this cloud which is the symbology of what? God's presence. And, And then he officially, he's gone out of sight. Jesus has gone to this place, he's sitting on the right hand of the Father, he's in a position of authority and of power Paul explains that significance. He says, the eye of your understanding being enlightened that you might know that the hope of his calling, the riches of his glory, and the inheritance of his saints is exceedingly great in his power. Amen. He ascended he, he, he up into heaven and sitting on the right hand of God uh, making available to you in eyes of power through the Holy Spirit to be able to do the work that he's called us to do. So the ascension, see, that won't go, that ain't no small matter. We, we got to understand the symbology of that. His ascension made him available to be able to sit in the seat of authority. As long as he was down here on earth, he could not be in that seat of authority. But once he ascended, he's sitting in the seat of authority. See, we don't need to fear anything, nor anything, but we have to understand that all things are in his control. Amen. Yeah. All of this is done for the benefit of the church. Where you and I, his bride, this is his body here, and one that rules over us, he has the power to give us what we need to accomplish the mission that he has given unto us. Amen, amen, amen. Then he tells us that Jesus has gone up and he's gone to the Father and He's sitting on the right hand. But Newton law says that what goes up gotta what? Come down. Come down again. We, we see those angels any time that Jesus was in a place where he was going to be glorified. God always sent angels, ain't he? Yes, he did. Hey, you go to the shepherds abiding by, by the flock at night, a host of angels. Yep. Uh, he went into the wilderness and he was tempted of the devil 40 days and 40 nights. And an angel came and ministered unto him. He, he came when angels would come. They were signifying something important to happen in the body of Christ. The disciples had their eyes. They were fixed on the sky in our text. And he said, He spoke to them in hell. He was taken up, and a cloud received them out of sight. And while they looked steadfastly up into the sky in the heavens, when he went up, he said, Two men, two angels, cool. showed up in white apparel. Cool. And he said, Ye men. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. Uh-huh. I'm just counting ye men of Galilee I'm just counting ye men men of Piney Hill I'm still counting I ain't got off of one hand yet on one side what did he say ye women of Galilee (laughs) ye men of Galilee he said why he stand what Gazing gazing up into heaven he said that the same Jesus that was taken up into heaven shall come again and likewise as you have seen him go into heaven. So why are you standing around looking up for Jesus to return when you got work to do? Why why, why are you in in church and and you're having all of the programs and everything when people are hurting outside and are lost and and you're still trying to celebrate an anniversary? No, Know what the greatest anniversary is? Somebody's life was given over to Christ. Paul, right. right. oh, he said that heaven yes. rejoices yes. when one lost soul. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we're trying to celebrate with programs, and, but we can celebrate because that lost soul that was lost is now found. Amen. He said that when he lost his sheep, He left the 99 and went looking for the one because when that one was found, that heavens rejoiced. See, we need to be telling the world that Jesus is going to come back in power and glory and majesty, but we don't know when all of that will happen. Mm -hmm. Don't try to tell people when it's going to happen. We don't know when. Mm -hmm. So what do we do in the meantime when we're waiting for his return again? What did the disciples do? The disciples listened to what the Lord had said and then they waited until the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. filled and overshadowed them. Then they were able to go out and do great works. I look at the scripture, I think it's John 12. It says, greater works Mm -hmm. shall you do because I go to the Father. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about that Deacon, Hendricks, how can I do greater works than Jesus did? Mm -hmm. He said 5,000. Me and you, Me and Deacon Hendricks, just me and him by ourselves, we can put a little bit of money together and we can feed a couple of thousand. Huh? This church here together, we can feed, what, tens of thousands. If we just do what God instructed us to do, to have the love of God in our heart to be able to get away from our comfort zone and get out there where people are hurting and going through difficulties and to be able to help them in their situation, that's what the kingdom of God is witness to the world that what God did to me, he can do it to you. I, I don't care if you don't know a whole lot of scripture, I don't care if you can't quote scripture verses up and down. If you tell folk what God did for you, that'll overshadow whole other stuff. Once that Holy Spirit fell upon them, it fell in an extraordinary way. They were witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, even unto the othermost parts of the world, and as His. Forgiven and redeemed people is our duty to be able to go out and let somebody else know about the redeeming power of Jesus Christ amen, amen. that's our duty. It's our duty we're to witness the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to this world that we are in in so why are we standing why? around and looking for Jesus return when we got work to do huh? When we are given a a, a a good and exciting story, don't we tell somebody? Yeah. Wait a minute, let yeah. me change that. Yeah. When we are given a good sounding lie, yeah. don't sometimes we just can't wait to tell somebody? Yeah. Let, let me give y'all, I'm, I'm going to give y'all how it happened. Look, let me, let me tell you something, I don't want you to tell nobody. And the hell anybody ever did that? I heard, I heard but but, but I don't want you to tell nobody but the thing is the goodness of the Lord the goodness of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is so good news that we should be have an urgency to tell somebody about it make it it sound like a a good a a gospel you should be gossiping about what? what Jesus has done for you Tell somebody about it. You know, the thing about it is we should be excited about what God has done for us. You know, think about heaven itself. He said that there shall be no sickness, no sorrow, no trouble. He said there will be peace in the valley. Tell somebody about that. Because if they don't understand the peace of God, how it works in their life, they need to know about that. They're waiting for you. So why are you standing around? Looking up up into heaven thinking Jesus is going to come back soon. But look, he don't, don't let Jesus catch you not working. He gave you everything that you need to get the job done and you sitting right here look 20, 2022, 2,022 years after Jesus gave us the great commission and we're what? He coming back? Yeah, we know he's coming back. But are you telling somebody, you know, we preach preaching to the choir, ain't it? Tell somebody that don't know about him that he's coming back soon. So the question, what are we standing for? What are we looking at? What are we doing instead of taking care of the work that Jesus has ordained us to do? So as we close this morning, as we struggle with, through these trying times that we're in today that we find a lot of us in the church, some of us, that we are still standing around and looking up, and still getting involved. See, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like to be on programs. I don't like to be on the committee. I don't like to be all of that. Is good, but the thing about it is, God gave you a gift. Use it. Use the gift to glorify Him. Use the gift to witness to the world that Jesus Christ is Lord. Uh Be vigilant. Don't stand around and wait for somebody to tell you what to do. If you're in the house of the Lord, if you see work that needs to be done, what you supposed to do? I go out into the factory. I, I, I know you do that, Lee. You go out in the factory. You got three machine builders, two mechanics, five engineers, and all of them standing there. I go by, I ask them, y'all fixed it yet? He's not, we're still thinking about it. <laughs> Hell, where are the church? We got the great commission. We got the deacons over there. We got the deacons over here. We got the trustees over there. And everybody what? If I think about it long enough, I'll fix it. <laughs> Instead of thinking and standing around, we need to be what doing something. Doing it, doing it. And, and then the church has got this great, we call it M.O. <laughs> you know, what, what, what's our operative uh, 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 scope or assignment? You know. Jesus came into the temple one day and he reached down and got the book and he opened it up to Isaiah. And when he opened it up to Isaiah, he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Upon he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Mm-hmm. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, mm-hmm. to preach deliverance yeah, to the captive, yeah. to recovering of the sight to the yeah, blind, yeah, yeah. and to set at liberty those that are bruised, mm-hmm. and, and and to be able to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. The church has, 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 has our operation yep. motive have been already established and the only thing we gotta do is do what the instructions say. He proclaimed our job description. That's our job description. We have to go out and witness to the world who Jesus Christ is. We don't have to create a business plan. When I went into business owning our store, the first thing you have to do with Small Business Association is you gotta develop your business plan. Have you ever noticed the church don't have to develop a business plan? Only thing we got to do is what? Follow the one that Jesus has given unto us. The condition that the world is in today leaves us as a church. We ain't got time to be what? Standing around and looking, wondering what the deacon's going to do, what the pastor's going to do. See, God has made you, has given you. An assignment that the pastor can't do. Because if he gave it to you, who is it for? It's for you, ain't it? So you don't know what impact that you can have on somebody's life. you, You said, what did Moses say? I can't speak well. God didn't call you to speak. He just called you to do it. And anything that he has called you to do, he's given you the availability. This morning in Sunday school, we talked about he gave them the leaders, he gave them the resources, and he told those that if you don't want to go back to Jerusalem, send some money. (laughs) If you can't go, support the ones that can go. Be a help to somebody else. He said that, I, I, I had to look it up. what is gazing my, my my grandson my grandson that's my boy i'm telling you, getting in play that's my boy telling to get in class he he, he he was telling me one day he said the teacher said i caught your son in class daydream he's gazing. Looking at you wonder, should have been doing his work. That grandson of mine, don't be told, teacher, I'm going to daydream and I (laughs) was (laughs) thinking. We got some folks been in church so long, you're going to tell God, I'm going to gaze and I was thinking. I like the Bible said, think on these things then. (laughs) Huh? (laughs) Think on these things. And, and, And see, Gazing is deeper than looking, ain't it? Yes, it is. Gazing is, is daydreaming. Yes, it is. Instead of you focusing on the task at hand, you, you five steps ahead. Yep. I want to, I've been focusing on what happens when Piney Hill get 500 numbers. What the hell? Come on, look, man. I'm looking down the road. He said, look, you deal with the few you got. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how I'm a, how I'm a minister to 500 when we we got 500 you need to focus on the task at hand instead of trying to visualize something that ain't happened yet I know you need to visualize it for it to be able to come to fruition but the thing is if you ain't taking care of the, the few I'm not a preacher with him. Look what Wikipedia, Wikipedia, Wikipedia said daydreaming is a stream of consciousness that detaches you from the current task at hand and, and cause you to drift away, away from the, the immediate into something that has never even happened yet. <laughs> I'm spending my time thinking about things that ain't never even happened yet. When I'm not dealing with the reality of the current affairs of right now. Daydream. See, we are the critical hour and we somehow we've been detached. Away from the current happening of the world that is around us. But, Lee, I'm going to get you, Lee. Right. What do they tell us in basic training? Get your head out your... See, Lee almost... Get your head out of the sand. <laughs> they just say sand in the army. No. Get your head out of the sand. he says, don't you know I've been about my father's business? What you been doing? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's rough, baby. Huh? Church is tired for us to quit looking, gazing, looking beyond what the the current reality and, and face what we need to do now. And when people are in need, it's good to pray for them, but stop telling people I've been praying for you. Come on. My plate's empty. My car is out of gas. My children ain't got no clothes. And what you're offering me is what? And I want you to pray. But God wants us to what? Do. Give. Huh? Kids, Sunday school lesson said that, that it, God strengthened Israel's hands with silver and gold. And I was, what, what are they talking about, Deacon, Deacon Hendricks? Deacon, Deacon, Deacon Douglas, what are they talking about? God will give to you to strengthen your hand so that you can be a what? A blessing, a blessing to strengthen somebody else's hand. Father's business. See, one thing in life is that Jesus went up, but he's what? He's coming back again. So that's a surety. So in knowing, not what time, not what season, it behooves us to be what? Busy, 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 right now, doing what God has called us to do. Too much to do, too little time to do it, especially when we don't know what time it will happen. Yeah. So you need to be about your father's business, not the, I like what the Bible said. Now is the day of salvation. Let's quit looking, church. Quit staring and looking around and trying to wonder what everybody else is doing rather than doing what we supposed to do. Co- to complete this work that God has ordained for us to do, It's time for us to stop standing around and gazing in Him because you can be assured that He's coming again. Mm -hmm. He's coming again and He's going to ask each one of us to give an account of our stewardship. Have have, have you been looking for everybody else to do everything? Mm -hmm. Or have you asked the Lord, Lord, what shall I do? Mm -hmm. What, What about the prophet Elijah and Jeremiah and all of them, they came back and said, Lord, send me. Mm-hmm. Send me, I'll go. He's looking for a few good men and women that that, that are not afraid to step out, to stop looking and stop gazing and not looking for, for something so far off that we can't even reach, but look for what we can do to impact the world today. God is looking for people that are willing to impact the kingdom of God. And and, and, and and listen to the church. Whether you do anything or whether you don't, you've made an impact. Amen. Yeah. Huh? But the thing about it is, you're going to have to get an account of whether you did something or whether you did nothing. Mm-hmm. Huh? I, I'm going to be in the number What about you this morning, huh? I, I want to be in the number. I want to tell it on the mountain over the hills and everywhere that Jesus Christ is Lord. I, I want to let somebody know that, that in, in, in case that you don't know where your heavenly home, your home going to be in eternity, that there is a heavenly home prepared for each one of us. The word of God says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, he says that thou shalt be saved. If you don't know any verse, remember that. But tell somebody that, that you can be saved. That just by believing and by accepting Jesus Christ, that's enough to be able to transform this whole world. You can help somebody. Let's stop standing church. Let's be about our Father's business. Let us bow. Father, God, we thank you, Lord, for this day We Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. And we ask now that you touch this word and it might go out, and as you said, that it will not return void. Lord, we thank you for this church. We thank you for this gathering of saints. And we pray, Lord, that they will take up all the word. Use the Bible to be able to go out and let somebody know about the goodness of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let's be busy. Let's be about our Father's business. Doing this work. Where men, women, and boys and girls will come running saying, what shall I do to be saved? Lord, we thank you. And we praise you. This is our prayer Christ Jesus' name. We do pray. Let the household of faith say amen. Amen. When you open the doors of the church at this time, you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. He says that I stand at the door and knock. If any man will open the door to welcome me in, he says I'll sup with him and he suck with me. God's desires no one be lost. He's just looking for one of us. Not the pastor. He's looking for one of us in him to be able to let somebody know about the goodness of the Lord. The church is not saved by Sunday morning preaching. The church is saved by one-on-one evangelism. It's just when you take the time out to talk to somebody, let somebody know about what God did for you in your own personal life, then you got a story. That will never end. You you got something that will take you from eternity to eternity. God bless you and may heaven ever smile upon you. We thank you for joining us on Facebook. God bless you, may heaven ever smile upon you. We'll see you again next week. God bless you.